This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Something else. Hello, I'm Katie Piper, and welcome to my podcast, Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. Each episode, I'll meet an amazing person with an incredible story, who faced adversity and came through the other side to inspire others. This week, I'm talking to Alice Living, who you might know by her former name, Clean Eating Alice. She's a personal trainer, best-selling author and presenter, and we talked about her journey into health and well-being and how an abusive relationship was part of the motivation for her making changes in her life. Sat opposite me today is one of my Instagram crushes. Um, I'm joined by personal trainer, author and blogger, Alice Living. Hello, Alice. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Um, I've admired you from afar uh, for a long time for loads of different reasons. You're huge on Instagram, uh, 639,000 followers. And in my eyes, you were kind of one of the first people to do what you do, if not maybe the initiator of what you actually do online. For those who aren't as obsessed as I am with you, <laughs> could you could you talk a little bit about kind of the, the movement that you started, I suppose? Yeah, absolutely. So um I was um I was training as a dancer. I was at college and Ooh, tips for me. Yeah, I know, yeah. definitely. We'll be, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um so yeah I was at college and I was um in an environment that was really aesthetically driven. Mm-hmm. So in the kind of theatre world, which is what I wanted to go into, musical theatre and shows and stuff. Um, Do you think it can be a shallow world then? Oh, completely. And I I entered into it already an unconfident and kind of a self-conscious person. Mm -hmm. And that was only exacerbated by being in class every single day in a leotard and tights and having to like look into a mirror with 20 other girls who had like legs up to here and... Tough gig. Teeny, teeny, tiny. And um, I I just felt like I was always the worst and always quite inadequate and Mm -hmm. developed like kind of I guess body confidence issues in myself um and I'd kind of up to this point tried every diet going and always felt like I needed to be on a diet always felt like I needed to try the latest thing that was going to work for me so it was whether it was like the 5-2 or the Atkins diet whatever there was always something that I felt like I needed to be on and I kind of got to the end of my first year and had a bit of an awakening how old were you then so I was I would have been 19 okay um, 19 or 20 and um I had this this moment where I was like I I don't want to be like the um 
the skinniest or, you know, I don't want to lose a load of weight. I want to be a really strong dancer. Right. You know, I want to have a strong physique. I want to be able to hold a plank for X amount of time. I want to be able to last an entire dance class without feeling exhausted. Yeah. And that sort of became my new motivation. And then along with that came changing my diet but not to be on a diet but actually to eat more okay. to eat the right foods to kind of get a little bit healthier to eat more vegetables to do all the like kind of basic things that that I would now tell like a client of mine to do for example um nothing was crazy nothing was restrictive it was just trying to eat a little bit healthier and, and back then don't you think we didn't see a lot of images of like strong women we saw like no. that was in the 90s like Kate Moss people that it was really thin yeah then, absolutely like, and thinness is, was kind of seen as like the ideal mm-hmm. and you know if you look at women that were muscular for example they were like oh god they're so butch and it so just wasn't true. it wasn't seen as an aspirational physique yeah and I guess because of that slight dance background, I ne- I didn't necessarily want to be hugely muscular, but I just knew that I wanted an, a level of strength to mm-hmm. be able to carry over into my um, into my dance training. And because I tried thin, I tried getting there by just massively restricting and 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 not really seeing great results as a re- and struggling in my dance studies as a result of that. Right. Um, I just knew that that wasn't the way and I needed to try something different. So I started to, like I said, eat more, eat better, move more. Um, I started weight training, um, which was something that I'd never done before. Mm -hmm. And at the same time as this, I started this Instagram page, which became my kind of food diary. And it it was initially just like a private page that I'd set up to document my own sort of healthy, healthy living journey. And was IG big back then or not? No, no, this was like four years ago. So it was like in its... Just infancy. coming in, yeah, yeah just starting, yeah. and and you know to gain a following then was was pretty easy because there weren't that many people on there. Like to yeah. kind of even be um, exposed to people's content was fairly easy. So yeah, started posting on Instagram, and like I said, it was just the private page. Um, and then you know, as time went by. I started to follow a couple more people that were doing similar things to myself and gaining inspiration from them and really mm-hmm. developing a community. Who who was your inspiration back then, do you think? Um, I followed people like Joe Wicks oh, yeah. and the kind of Kayla Itzinez. That that kind of crowd mm-hmm. was was what I was um following, I guess, at that time. Um and so I started to develop develop this community of people around me um that were kind of engaging with, with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so uplifting I, you positively. Yeah, people. massively. Yeah. And just making me feel as though I was, you know, doing something great. And and I knew that I was onto something. But I guess as with most um, kind of changes in lifestyle, it's adherence that keeps people going mm-hmm. and, and that makes the real change. And so to have people constantly kind of engaging with you and keeping you motivated to keep going, mm-hmm. that's an awesome thing. And and so for me, that really, that really was a, a, a great for me. And... Um, yeah, so then I guess the kind of the rest is history. My following started to grow more. I started to kind of post more. Um, fast forward, I got my personal training qualification. I then went off on tour with a show, graduated. Wow. I was one of the first people in my year to get a job. And, you know, when I think about when I started college, yeah. I was the girl at the back who was so self-conscious and didn't even want to, you right. know, take a step forward or go in the front row. And then suddenly to be one of the first people to get a job was just amazing. And it wasn't handed to you. This is something, you no. know, you, you worked for this yourself. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Is... And and it was, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that, like, I, I guess people really saw the physical transformation on my Instagram because 
you know, my physique changed a lot mm. over that uh, from starting the Instagram and the blog and everything. How would you describe your physique sort of present day? Um, well, I'm very happy. Yeah. Very comfortable in my body. I would say that I'm very proud of having like a very strong physique mm-hmm. and being able to have have strength over just being thin you know um and that's really important to me i mean your tour is so full-on that you couldn't not be fit and you could not be on the right nutrition to be touring like you did yeah exactly you know you're so right and you know the the tour was intense right and at the same time i was then offered a book deal so i was writing my first book pressure (laughs) so much pressure yeah and i was like 21 and i was just like oh my god this is amazing but you know it was full-on and and i look back and think I could never do that now. You know, when you're young and you can just get away with well, not much sleep. And... Yeah, but I think that about lots of things until you're actually doing them. Yeah. You know, if someone told you you've got to do all this and cope with it and make a success of it, you think, God, it's too overwhelming. But so you somehow just make it work. Mm. You know, I think as women, that's what we do. Absolutely. I think we're really good at digging deep and just like knuckling down and getting on with stuff. And I think, you know, I felt passionate about what I was doing. And I think that's the most important thing. If passion is the underlying motivation, you will do what you have to do. And I was so passionate about my blog and my Instagram and writing the book, which I thought was going to help loads of people. And also for me to put my recipes down on a page to tell my story. Mm -hmm. Um, But also then I was so passionate about the show. You know, I love performing. Nothing beats that buzz. So I guess because there was an underlying passion for mm. both things I just wanted to be a success at both of them and so I I just did whatever I whatever I had to do I think one of the reasons I became drawn to you was the authenticity of you are very real and your passion comes across you know for people that aren't into social media they think well it's a static page like how could you how can you know someone from it and I think if you follow someone closely you pick up on just how real it is and and like you said how passionate they are and I suppose for me you were sort of my go-to person for if I needed to work out at home I'd go and check like a video for inspiration or if I was stuck on what to cook I'd look at your recipes and I suppose in a way I'd see you as somebody that's really got it together and you know I'd quite like to be like you you know and and that everything was kind of working and when I looked into you further and researched you one thing that really surprised me but actually drew me to you even more was you've been through quite difficult times Mm. Um, and you've been affected directly by domestic violence, Mm -hmm. and it's not something I knew. Mm. Um, And I think wrongly, sometimes people can think, well, that wouldn't happen to me because I'm intelligent, I'm assertive, I'm strong, Mm. and you're all of those things, Mm. but you were still mentally and physically abused by somebody, you were manipulated Mm. by somebody. Yeah, absolutely. But you are a strong woman. Mm. How how did that happen? What what can you talk to me a little bit yeah, about absolutely. how somebody was able to to get into into your headspace mm. like that? And I think you know I I am sitting here as a very very different person to the person that I was back then. Mm-hmm. And I think you know through adversity we come out the other side different people mm. for good or bad. But I you know I'm not saying that you know the 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 relationship ended and I was suddenly like I'm a strong woman you know I've worked and worked and you know I've done I've gone through therapy and I've done all the things that I felt like I needed to do to rebuild myself again because that's essentially what you have to do I feel mm. like a, 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 an abusive relationship breaks you down to the lowest lowest point that you can ever feel like you're you're at and you know I was how did it begin? What was it like? So the- I was, yeah, re- I was really young, really right. young. I was about uh, 15 or 16, I think. Okay. And um, 
met at a party, thought he was amazing. He was older than me and he showed interest in me. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. exciting yeah. and flattering. Yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah. And like, he didn't go to my school and he was sort of, um, he, he brought me the excitement of life that I guess I was looking for as a teenager that just wanted to to be older, you know, I like totally I just wanted that. to be yeah. so independent and so old. And, you know, he had a job and had money and had a car and all the, all the things that are really kind of like um, exciting for a 15 yeah. year old. So I was, I was initially drawn to him for that. And very quickly we fell into a relationship and, and these were good times. At yeah. The start. You know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I felt, I felt like really flattered that, that, yeah. that and and as someone that, like I said, did have, I guess, a low self-confidence and... Well, you're finding yourself at that yeah, age, Yeah, and just you know. was going through all the trials and tribulations of being a teenager. Yeah. To have someone show interest in you like that, you're like, oh, God, I, I feel really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he started to check my phone and ask where I was all the time and want to spend all, all his time with me and know what I was doing and stuff, I kind of was like, oh God, he must he must really like me, you know? Right. He just wants to mm-hmm. be in my in my life all the time and mm-hmm. know what I'm doing and he must really care about me. And some jealousy can be flattering. Like, yeah. well, I know he really likes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. so my naive mind, what mindset was, that must be it. Mm-hmm. Um and at this stage, you wouldn't have massive amounts of experience with long-term relationships, no, none. different types of guys. Yeah, you know. no, exactly none. And there's nothing that was really in my um, school like times, I guess that that would have sh- educated me as to what what a relationship really should consist of. You know, yeah, I feel like having come out now as an ambassador for Women's Aid, which is a charity that supports women that have experienced domestic abuse. One of the biggest things that I and why I was so passionate about working with them is how many young women actually suffer from this. You know, I'm talking 16 to 21. Yeah. And the fact that they, because it's their first relationships, because it's their first experience mm-hmm. of real kind of like um, a relationship with a guy, there's less knowledge of what a relationship really consists of. And I really wanted to make sure that my that being on Instagram, having a younger following, my message that I put out about mm. that that I was in 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 that position. I was young. I didn't really know that this is wrong and these well, things exactly. shouldn't happen. Like you talking about him starting to check your phone. Mm. You know, I can remember thinking, well that that's actually just means they really like me. But actually those are the warning signs for controlling behaviour. Of course. And did that behaviour escalate then yeah, into something absolutely. else? Absolutely. So from there it's it ended up getting you know really bad and I sadly was in a position where I was so terrified of my family finding out or Mm -hmm. anyone finding out beyond just me and him that I hid it from everyone and what were you because you were worried they'd say oh I told you so or how how are you in this situation and 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 to be honest like thinking about it now I don't really know I think it was more the shame Mm -hmm. I was totally ashamed Mm -hmm. that I could have let myself fall into that position of being in such an awful relationship and actually I think one of the things that I've noticed about myself having gone through therapy is I'm not good at asking for help I'm really not I like to think that I can do everything myself Mm -hmm. and I think I didn't quite know how to ask for help because I knew that I actually couldn't get myself out of this situation myself on my yeah. own. And it was, yeah, you're like, I guess the word is the shame of it. And I just didn't want to bring that upon my mum and dad and my mm-hmm. family. And, you know, as as crazy as it sounds, like 
on paper, I was probably the last person that you'd think would have suffered from something like this. Well, I was Often at, people are. Yeah, yeah, I was at private school. I was, you know, doing lots of lovely things. I had a loving family. I had, you know, not that anything can ever, you know, predict these things to happen. But yeah. but I, 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 I just... I felt like I had all the things there to stop me from falling into something like that. And yes, I I did. It's the opposite. Sometimes Mm. I think maybe because you had all that and because you were bubbly and and you had a lot going for you, Mm. did that make him feel inferior? And did that make his tap into his insecurities where he needed to repress you and and try and actually drain that out of you? Absolutely. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So it did escalate Mm -hmm. quite badly and ended up in, you know, he turned up at my school. I tried to break up with him multiple times and then he turned up at my school. And So he stalked you then? Pretty much. Yeah. And just, it was, yeah, it was just um, a really frightening time. Was it um, physical as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Physical, emotional. But, I, you know, I, I have... I would always say that actually it was the emotional stuff that was the worst. Right. And just being broken down to make to, to feel as though you are completely worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, lots of people listening might not have necessarily experienced this in a relationship. It might actually be through bullying at mm-hmm. school, but it's the same emotion yeah. and, it, and it's crippling to yeah. feel worthless. And... and I think that that's their control. They mm. want to break you down to your lowest ebb so that you feel as though there is nowhere else to turn but them. Mm-hmm. Or there's nowhere else to t- like. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's not just in like a, a male female relationship. I'm, it can apply to any relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's a way to keep you where you are mm. because the insecurity is don't ever leave, don't ever mm. leave. Mm. I don't feel like I'm good enough to be able to keep you with my good qualities. Mm. So I will make sure that you're trapped mm. and, and feel like you can't go anywhere yeah, else. You that's, know? that's yeah. You're absolutely right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alice, we were talking about uh, a relationship you had that actually turned uh, problematic. Well, that's an understatement. You you experienced domestic violence. How did you get away? So he turned up at my school um, after multiple attempts at trying to break up with him, and that was when I um, reported him to the police for the assault that that was taken that took place at my school. That's and a then, big step. That's yeah, very brave. massive. And also, particularly at that point that's when I had probably felt the lowest of the low because something that I'd been able to keep hidden from all my friends at school, mm-hmm. my parents, suddenly was exposed in front of everyone. So, so trying to humiliate you. Basically, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so in front of my school friends, in front of my teachers, in front of my, you know, my parents obviously weren't there, but then they were called. And that was probably like the lowest point. But actually, in hindsight, 
um, it was good because suddenly all of these people realised what I had been going through. Yeah, and, and there's that moment of you speak out and you um, disarm him mm, almost. Yeah, and so from there it then proceeded to um, a court case and... Wow. Yeah, So and then beyond that... Um, obviously a restraining order which meant that I have thank god never had to come into contact with him again but so has he respected that restraining order yes completely yes yeah which is you know a, a, an amazing thing and I'm and I'm really grateful for that but it was a pretty pretty Harrowing awful time, time. Yeah. yeah and especially being that young and I think everything that I've done now um in a, in a weird way, has been me rebuilding myself. Well, you could have gone the other way. Yeah. You know, and that that's what I find quite inspiring about you is everything he was telling you you're not mm. and, and shouldn't be and, mm. and won't ever be, mm. you are. Mm. The yeah. irony, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's fuel in the fire for me to just continue doing, loving what I'm doing um, and just kind of like I said now like to to now be an ambassador for women's aid Mm. and to be able to sit and feel confident enough to talk about my experience and to share it with others and to know that the the the, the message that I'm putting out is hopefully encouraging young women to to do the same to to kind of speak out if they are in a similar situation like that for me is just one of the most amazing things and it's so rewarding yeah I mean I think you've shown courage but I think also you've shown acceptance because when I was reading um online about this relationship Mm. and what had happened and Mm. how you'd had the courage to report it Mm. when I saw that he just had um a restraining order Mm. I wondered how you'd cope with that mentally because so for me you know I went through going to court and at the moment this month I'm I'm faced with the guy that attacked me is coming out and you know living in society and for anyone that's ever been just involved with the police or gone to court, mm. it's mm. quite full on. Mm. So if you don't get the result you want, mm. it that can be quite frightening and demoralising. Mm. And thinking that you were really young and you did stand up for yourself and you went to the police mm. and then he got a restraining order, mm. knowing that he was still in mm. very much in the world that yeah. you were in. and dangerous. Yeah, and you potentially... Know. Could I mean okay? He hasn't, but could have been revengeful. And mm. you, you it, okay? He didn't do anything further, but you never knew. If no, would. of course. So no. you could be walking down the street and everything's fine. But how did you stop anxiety kind of manifesting to what? What if it's not going to be fine? Yeah, and also like you're absolutely right. The, the situation that you're in, and I guess what I was in coming out of that the court case was whether they're in prison or not or, you know, or have a restraining order or not, Mm. they are still having some level of control over you. Right. And that's a really horrible feeling in that no matter what the the justice system does to them, Mm -hmm. psychologically, they still have that control over you because, you know, for a long time, when I walked the shops, when I went into town, when I was just going about trying to live my life, it was always with the thought of what if? Yeah. What if I go there and I see him? What if I... There's no guarantee. And there's absolutely no guarantee. And yeah. how can you live your life like e- that? Even by accident, you mm. could see him, even if he intentionally didn't of course, seek you out. Of course, like we lived in the same, you know, in a similar area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tot- you're totally right in that even now, there have been times where I've just been going about my life and I'm like, God, what what would I do? Mm. Like, what would I do? I do I do not know. I would probably, like, yeah, I've no idea what, what I would do. But it is, like, it might be a very small percentage of my mindset now, but it's still there. And that is the control that, a, that an abusive relationship has over you, is that yeah. 
you are still in some way fearful of 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 that and i think that's that's a really tricky place to be and i can't imagine what you must feel like but yeah i mean it's just you have to just learn you, and, to accept and the it, other, yeah and the other thing is that now i'm like i, I I feel like I'm constantly toying between, yes, I'm slightly fearful, but also I do not and will not let this person dominate my life that I'm so happy to have created now. Mm. And, you know, if that means that I, you know, I have the odd flicker of, of fear, okay, so be it, but but let it pass and move on and go out and have that independence because mm. we can't live our life thinking what if all mm -hmm. the time. Um, I certainly don't want to and I don't want it to stop me from doing anything because to me that is just him asserting control over my life again and I yeah. just don't want to live like that. So, Because so many different types of people will be listening to this that may be feeling controlled by... Mm their boss, their colleagues, mm. their bully, mm. their family, mm. their part, whoever it is. Um, and I think w would look at you and think, well, you would never, that would never be you or that would never mm. be happening. And, and it and it has, and, mm. it, and it just shows that actually it isn't about us, it's about that other person. Mm. And I suppose all we can do is determine the ending. Mm. Exactly. And also to not let it define you, mm -hmm. to not, to not be, for me, it's about, Yes, this experience happened to me and it was awful and I I want it to be a part of me because I'm I'm still very proud of the fact that I've come out the other side of that and feel a stronger person as a result, but it doesn't make up the whole of me. Mm. I think um Jamila Jamil um oh, has I an like awesome um, movie yeah. called I Way and yes. it's something that I recently was thinking about, you know, and if I if I, if I did one, what would I say? And I think the most important thing for me with my kind of like what I feel like I bring to the table is, yes, it's a part of me, but there are so many other things that make up me, Alice, as a person that yeah. are, I think, great and that I that I am proud of that I don't just want it to be my whole identity. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, life, life throws these things at us to challenge us and to come out the other side, a stronger person is is all we can do to kind of move forward. But yeah, to just not let it define you as as like this is this is all I am you know you have so much more yeah. to give than that do you think your fitness and nutrition then there was like did you was that channeling some of you know what had happened to you was it getting back that empowerment and that ownership and mm. you know you talked at the start of the podcast about being strong mm. and that means so many different things mm. it's not just that yeah. you've got a great body mm. oh god know, yeah no and, and, and actually it's far less about the aesthetic than yeah. it is what it does for my mind um yeah I think you're so right and I think the important thing is that like I just said it wasn't necessarily an aesthetically driven goal. Mm. It was more, I'm doing this to feel better. I yeah. certainly at the start of my kind of journey, I had been in a position where I'd really lent on food as an emotional support. Mm -hmm. So, which I think of, we've all yeah, experienced. So yeah. a lot of like binge eating and just feeling as though that was trying to fill the void of the emptiness that I felt inside of me yeah. coming out the, the other side of that relationship. So now, um, to 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 feel as though the way that I eat, the exercise that I do, that it not only makes me um, feel great, but mm. my my mind is is feels better as and a result. After. Yeah, looked after, yeah. like nourished. And exercise for me is, is an amazing stress reliever. It doesn't matter what it is, even if it's just walking every day. Like that really makes me feel better. You know, there's so yeah. much research now to support that too. And I definitely think that my journey was 
not just one about, you know, the before and after transformation photos. Yes, they're one part of it, but mm. also it was what was going on in my head yeah. and the change that that had on me um, and the impact on my life as a result of that um, that was also really important. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, I, I love, you know, for me it's important for, to respect nutrition and be mindful about what I eat mm. and I love exercising and mm. I think it's because there are parts of my life that are out of my control. Mm. So if I can control other things, yeah. then it kind of gives me peace of mind, it helps with anxiety mm. and even if it's not true, it makes me feel more in control across, mm. across the board, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I even think like things... Like, the way that I eat now, I feel like I have a very balanced approach to nutrition. I'm mm. not, like, all or nothing. You know, I don't I don't feel like I have this kind of, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Mm. I have a very balanced approach. So if I want to have a piece of chocolate, of course I'm going to have it. It's not that all or nothing mindset anymore. I feel yeah. like I eat really well most days. Of course I do because... One, it's good for my body. <laughs> Two, it's good for my mind. Three, it makes me feel great. However... I also have times where I also don't eat, eat things that are traditionally healthy, yeah. but they're just as good for me because they make me feel alive. You know, like going out. Can you imagine being that person that goes out for dinner with their friends and they're like, can I just have a side salad? Like, no, no, that's not, not me. Living. No, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. And I want to live my life to the fullest now. And going through an experience yeah. like that makes you just want to grab every mm -hmm. opportunity and like take the most out of every every experience. So... I, I completely have now a relationship with food where I feel like, yeah, like I said, I eat really well, but also I, I let myself have the things that I really want when I want them yeah. because that's life, you know. We that's don't live in life. this black and yeah. white society where it's either super healthy or kind of off the chain not. Yeah. It, it, I, I like to try and just listen to what my body really wants mm -hmm. um, and and to respect the fact that, like, it's quite an intelligent thing, our bodies, and, mm -hmm. and it's good at telling us what we what we want, when we want it, um, and trying to tune in with those signals. I think one thing that really um, strikes me is, you know, looking at everything you've done, like you are in your, in your own right so successful. Is it three books you've mm -hmm. written out? Yeah. Three books, you're, you're a columnist for Women's Health. So I look at all your successes and I think that's great, but what comes with success also is pressure. Mm. So, you know, we talk, we use this word a lot of now role models. Mm. And, you know, nobody asks to be a role model. Mm. Pe people put you on a pedestal, which sometimes can be an unrealistic pedestal. Yeah. And I think you've got a really positive following that engage all the time mm. for advice or, or to share advice. Mm. But you also have a small percent of people that have a go at you for, I don't know, eating meat. Yeah, or, or yeah. when you're not a vegetarian. Yeah. Or have mm. a go at you for using a plastic bottle mm. or, you know, and, and, it, and I find it really bizarre. Yeah. What's that all about? I just think it's the world we live in now where everyone feels like, he, like if you put your life on, on online, which you and I both do to a certain extent, people feel as though it's their God-given right to tell you how you should live it. Because mm -hmm. naturally, if you if you expose yourself to to... Um, the world mm. <laughs> there are going to be some people who just disagree with the way you do it and you're right it's difficult and it's hard sometimes because nobody's perfect and I slip up all the time I'll mm. be the first to hold my hands up and say when I've done wrong or you know said something stupid or whatever but um, yeah it's it, it's sometimes challenging because it's it's a space where you are held 100% accountable to your audience and, yeah. and you just have to make sure that, you know, you don't swear all the time or mm -hmm. um, you just you just stay sensible, I guess. That's that's probably what I how I how I do it anyway. 
But yeah, it's challenging. And, you know, trolling is an awful thing. And I'd like to think that, thankfully, I haven't been um, exposed to it too much. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean to say that I haven't had it. And um, it's a nasty thing because you feel so... um, you feel so exposed like it's it's just someone who and there's like it's it's crazy ways in which people try and get into your head mm-hmm. so I had it's psychological again completely yes yeah. yeah, so I had this one woman say that she'd seen me around Fulham which is where I live and that she said I look so miserable and that how I am on my Instagram is completely fake oh my God. and I just put on this persona and you know it's the small things like that where I think Oh God, she's really made me think about: Do I look miserable when I walk yeah. around? Like, am I an am I a miserable that's what person? She wanted to do, get under yeah, your skin. get under your yeah. skin. And and yeah. people have funny ways of doing it. And you know, I have this kind of rule now that if it's not bringing something to my page, if it's not, um, it's not kind of like a not not. And thing is, it's awful because I don't just want everyone to be like, "I love you, Alice. You're amazing." Like, I love my opinion to be challenged. Yeah, I like a debate, constructive yeah. criticism. I think yeah. that is really, really important, and I absolutely would never veto that because I think social media is wonderful for that kind of stuff, for mm. constructive criticism, for open debate. However. There is a big difference between that and simply just being nasty, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff just not just doesn't have a room in my in my life, and um, there's no place for it. And I think you know, nastiness is nastiness. However, you want to dress it up, whether you think it's you know just to try and um, whether it's funny or whatever. Yeah. If it's if it's offensive to me, I just think, do you know what? I, I and I and I'm quite good at just blocking people because I yeah. just think I don't need it. And you know, as much as as much as they're trying to assert control over me, I therefore have some control back because like all I can do is just block them. And yeah. that for me feels like a good a good balance. Um but yeah, I think it's it's one of the one of the fun things that comes along with with being online. And it's been a real learning curve for me. You know, like you said, no one ever really chooses, or I certainly didn't choose this path. No. I happened upon success, which is amazing and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. But no one ever tells you about the kind of stuff that sometimes comes along with it, like as a byproduct. Yeah, yeah. like the trolling, like the super fans, which mm-hmm. are amazing. You know, there's loads of parts of it that people don't really realise go on and yeah. um yeah so i i think i just have a very strict rule of if it's not kind of constructive then i need to just block yeah so i mean i know you're a really busy woman and you're actually going off to a client yes, literally I from am. this podcast I so am. i want to i want to wrap it up with you and we've we've talked today about you know when things haven't served you well in life when mm. when things have gone wrong mm. um and i just wanted to finish on a note of if there's anyone listening who has has sort of hit a brick wall whether it's with a person in their life or there's something in their life that they know isn't good for them what would kind of be your final thought of how, how to how to move forward because that's that's what i feel like you've done mm. You've, you've faced adversity and you could have gone the other way and you didn't and mm. you've made a success of your life you've not been given any extra help mm. you've done it by yourself mm. I mean for the for the anyone who's the old you the, mm. the younger you who just feels like there's no way forward what, mm. what would you say yeah so I think the thing that I realized is and and something that I'm so um passionate about now is to know your self-worth mm-hmm. you know so often we look outside to fill the void that actually is going on inside. And I think sometimes instead of filling it with all these things and and trying to to kind of do that whole, um, you know, keeping yourself really busy or just, mm. just, just moving at a really fast pace so that you don't have to stop and think about the stuff that's going on inside. I think 
instead of looking out, look in yeah. and start inside. Start with, you know, maybe it's just that you need to tell yourself that you are worthy of mm-hmm. love, of um, that affirmation. of success, of, of, yeah. of affection every single day because that positive affirm- affirmation will in turn then reflect on the good stuff outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I did a lot of work internally and mm-hmm. I feel like that has what has made me a strong person now. Um, but yeah, I'd say know your worth, start from within and then good things will come. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much for sharing a part of your life Thank with me today. You. Thank you very much. You've been listening to me, Katie Piper, and my guest, Alice Living. Thanks for listening to Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, I'm joined by campaigner Brooke Kinsella, MBE where we talk about her campaign work to prevent knife crime across the UK for the last 10 years, after her 16-year-old brother was tragically stabbed to death in an unprovoked attack. If you enjoyed this, please help us spread the word. Rate and review the show where you got this, or share on socials. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.